so I'm so hyped right now. Anything's possible. Oh my mama! Oh my mama made it, ma! Anything's yeah. possible! Rainy days, jump shot fade away. This the best Celtics podcast day to day. I get excited about it like when Tatum play a Jalen on the breakaway, a Kyrie when he make a trade, and nothing like the terrible analysts on the TV. So in depth that after you play it, you gotta repeat. So in depth they might do an hour about the D League. So in depth you probably should pay him, but it's a freebie. Yeah, Corrales, Packard, and J King locked on trying to get the 18th ring. And well wishes go to Gordon. Listen after every game is very important, Millie. Hey there, welcome back to the Locked On Celtics Podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making this part of your daily routine. Whatever you're doing, wherever you're going, we very much appreciate you making us part of your day. We are the Rain and Jays, John Corrales, Jay King, ahead of the Celtics and the Nets, the dreaded trap game, ahead of the Thursday night TNT Golden State Warriors matchup. So Jay, my first question to you is, is this where the streak ends? Is this trap the game? Brooklyn game? Yeah. Is this is the, the trap game? The, the Brooklyn Nets game? Is that where the streak ends? I'm asking. No. I'm asking the question, no. dude. Look, they've no. just won 12 straight games. They just came back emotional wins against Charlotte, a last-second win holding off DeMar DeRozan and the Raptors, and Thursday night they've got the Warriors. Is this the game but, that they overlook and just crazily lose? I don't think so. I, I think I'm starting to trust that this Celtics team will defend no matter what. The one game they haven't during this stretch was Atlanta, and okay. other than that, like yeah, eleven out of twelve games, their defense has been great and really great, and they've just been locked in. So, I mean, they had that great comeback against OKC. Then they came back, handled their business. The next game, I think. I think they're going to just handle their business. I think this is just a, a mature acting team right now. I'll be honest. Uh, that's part of why I asked the question because this feels like, th- through normal thinking, this feels like the game where, in a normal season, having had the, the games that they just had the past couple of nights, you know, emotional comeback, emotional uh, game, last second victory, huge. Everybody's just like going nuts for them. And that big game coming up on Thursday. I think most teams would have that look past a bad opponent. You're the best team in the league right now at 12-2. and two. You've whipped off 12 straight wins, and the Warriors are sitting there staring you in the face. That's your big test. I can see most teams looking past a team like Brooklyn, but I tend to agree that this team, one of the hallmarks of this team is that there haven't been tremendous letdowns. Like like you said, the closest thing to a letdown was their defense against Atlanta, and that was a third road game in four nights. So they may have just been tired. I I think that they may they may actually be I don't want to say immune, but they may actually be a, a team that will go out and if nothing else defend. So I I tend to agree that this they will go out and play hard against the Brooklyn Nets, but. Am I wrong to say that most teams in this scenario, this would be the trap game? It, it's definitely got trap game potential. <laughs> like the, the Nets are not good at basketball, and <laughs> the Warriors are waiting on Thursday, and 
you might have a 13-game win streak if you just get by the Nets to bring that into the Golden State game. I, I need the 13-game winning streak coming in, going into Golden State, though. I need that buzz to be an all-time high. That will be an electric, electric TD Garden oh, if the Celtics have a 13-game thir- winning streak. I mean, it's going to be, be nuts no matter what. But but there will be another level to it if they're if they've won 13 straight going into Golden State. I agree. I agree. And the latest update now they for the Tuesday night game, they will uh, more likely than not have Kyrie Irving? Uh, I mean, he's questionable. So I don't know whether I would say more likely than not. But he did travel. So there's at least a chance that he plays in a mask against the Nets. We will see. <laughs> it's, it's funny seeing all the... All the mass Kyrie stuff. I, I'm, I'm, a big, I'm a big fan. Of, I'm a big fan of people freaking out about the mask. It's it's so funny. I I had no idea how much people were really really into it. I thought it was kind of cool. The whole Kyrie in a mask thing. Now, unfortunately, they can't do like the black mask or a green mask, which would be so cool to do a green mask with airbrushing uh, on it. But I think you're overrating that, man. Come on, that'd be so cool to see. Yeah, what are you, a twelve year old? <laughs> I refuse to accept that barb from a guy who said Dookie and laughed on the last time you were on the podcast. So you know don't you dare I've... accuse me of being twelve. <laughs> <laughs> you have no leg to stand on there, Jay. This this is true. I I, I did hear you say Dookie and immediately and think of you of human you made poop. A, you made a poop joke after I said Dookie, so you cannot come at me with that. <laughs> all right so uh, all right but you're a fan of colorful masks okay cool very adult of you john hey the people <laughs> want to see and we got a rain and jay's question specifically about this i think that would be kind of fun to see moving on uh also fun to see is this tito nickname thing that has just taken off courtesy of the subtweet that I mentioned in last night's show from Austin Ainge saying, no, it's not Tito, it's Tiro. And then today, NBC Sports Boston picked it up and asked people on social media, "Is do you like Tiro better or Tito? And I don't even know what the results are, but it better damn well be Tito. And I don't people. And then, then Terry Rozier was on like some barstool thing. Yeah. He was playing video games for some barstool thing, and they asked him about Tito, <laughs> Tito or Tiro. I don't think he knows the whole story. I don't think I, he I hope someone. I hope someone in someone who knows informs him that Sam Packard, Sam Jam, the Great Packard, has has created this nickname, and that he didn't think it was Tiro. He knew for a fact it was Tito. Yeah, and he, then it became Tito Three Sticks. And it, uh, Austin Ainge screwed up though. Like, if if his goal was really to get people to stop saying Tito, all he did was legitimize Tito. Absolutely, that's like rule right. number one on social media. If you yeah. want people to stop doing something, you don't go out there and be like, "Hey guys, you should stop doing this," because that just fuels the fire. Because the natural reaction, you gotta you gotta understand the lay of the land, Mister Ainge. You have to understand. How things work on social yeah. media. The second it's like dealing with a two-year-old. The second you <laughs> tell that two-year-old, "Don't do this," that two-year-old is going to do exactly that. So, yeah, and now now Tito has has become mainstream. 
Yeah. Tito Tito was just it was kind of like a a I don't want to say a small movement, but it was it was a it grassroots was movement. It was fringe, it was a gra- yeah. it, it was a gr- it was a grass. We are not fringe. We are we are big time. <laughs> um, but it was a grassroots movement, and now it's mainstream. It, it's out there. NBC Sports Boston talking about it. We got Rozier answering questions about it. This has become a thing. T- Tito three sticks, and and Sam Jam Packard has just caused waves with his with his nickname for Tito. As Sam said in last night's show. Even the kid is referring to him as Tito Three Sticks. When you, Jay see, King, are tweeting see, out Tweedo, Tito Three Sticks, that's a big deal. I, I had never been on board, but like you said, two-year-old syndrome, as soon as Austin said <laughs> that Tito should not be used, I was like, it's got to be Tito. It's got to be Tito. It has to be now. It has yeah. to be Tito. There's no other yeah. choice. And. According to people who tweeted at me, because I'm not following this Twitch thing or the Barstool thing, or I don't even know what half of those words really mean, but he Tito doesn't seem to like Tito. I don't. I don't think. I feel like the Austin Ainge tweet was on behalf of Tito, saying don't call him Tito. I I don't know though. I I I, I, I feel like Tito's too cool to. To care whether people call him Tito, maybe, maybe, but that's that's the next question. Does he actually like what is happening right now? Does he like this movement? Is he on board with this movement? Because at some point, very soon, this is going to even be out of our control. <laughs> Sam Sam Packard started this on this podcast. This is a Rain and Jays driven thing, and. At some point, it gets to be even too big for us. And, and then we can sit there and try to say, no, please, guys, he doesn't like it. We probably shouldn't do it. But then we're just pouring gasoline on the fire. And then everybody who's listening to this podcast just ends up calling him Tito because that's the thing to do. Yeah. I mean, that's just kind of how it goes. I feel like the snowball is already rolling downhill. Like This is going to end up being too big to ignore. And at at his Hall of Fame induction ceremony, he will be introduced introduced as Tito Rozier. Tito Rozier, lover of spaghetti sandwiches. <laughs> uh, I want to take a brief moment to say to everyone, you should be following other shows in the Locked On Podcast Network because we are representing every NBA team, and every NFL team. So if you are a fan of multiple NBA teams, if you are a person who happens to like the Celtics but has maybe a West Coast team, a Western Conference team that you enjoy, we have every Locked On podcast out there for every NBA team. If you are a football fan and you want to get this type of show except football, then you should find your favorite team's podcast out there on the Locked On Podcast Network. Wherever you found us, you can find Locked On, whatever your favorite football team is, whether it's Patriots, which we highly recommend, or if you're a fan of another team. Every NBA and every NFL team is currently represented on the Locked On Podcast Network. So we encourage you to search and subscribe to your favorite Locked On Podcast today. So one thing we haven't gotten from your uh, esteemed brain, 
Jay, is reactions to the Charlotte and the Toronto game. You've been working post-game since those uh, things happened. What's been your take in the past couple of uh, games? Uh, the one thing I asked for before the Charlotte game. We were in the media room, and all I said was, I just want some buckets. <laughs> like I've, I've seen too many grimy games lately. I've seen too many slug it out. Like win because of defense game. I just wanted some buckets, man. I just wanted to see some highlights. I just wanted to see some points. No, the, no. Cel- <laughs> the Celtics are just—they're just living in the muck, man. That's—that's that's what they're doing lately. They're—they're they're playing unreal defense. They're scouting out like a few few points here and there, and doing just enough. And then once Kyrie went down. It became even more of a struggle to score. It was nice to see Al Horford back. He's Al Horford has been so damn good this year. It's it's ridiculous how good he's been, both ends of the court. I mean, he comes back from a concussion, eight for nine from the field, twenty one points, just regular Al. He he has been spectacular. But yeah, covering these games, it's like I just want some buckets, man. Just <laughs> just give me some buckets. <laughs> well, the the one thing about this team is the I, I like to say that offense takes a lot of skill and talent. Defense takes a lot of hard work. And we've been saying it for a while on the podcast. I wrote about it today on RedsArmy.com, but it's not really breaking news that this team is constructed as in a way that a lot of guys can switch a lot of things. And when you look at them clamping down at the ends of games, you just see a bunch of guys of similar size just switch, 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 switch. And that's just the perfect way to defend today's NBA teams. If you can, if you can do it effectively. It's one thing to say switch, but it's another thing to switch and have the person who switches onto the guy, onto the ball handler, be able to defend that person. So we saw it in the Toronto game that DeMar DeRozan said, all right, Daniel Tice, let me see what he's got. And he specifically on the left wing called him, called over for the pick, specifically tried to switch onto Tice. And Tice slid his feet, stayed in front of DeRozan, didn't go for the up fakes, and played really good defense. That type of stuff is where these types of win streaks are made of. When you string three, four, five, or 12, in this case, wins in a row, it's because you're able to stop the other team. And eventually, because of all the injuries, Kyrie and Al Horford will get back to their uh, insanely symbiotic ways, and the rest of the team will start to feed off of that. And that offense will become better than, uh, I think right now, what are they, 17th in the NBA? 18th. 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 As of right now. So yes. bottom half of the NBA, barely. But You know what's a crazy stat? They haven't had a single game, not one game, shooting at least 50% from the floor. Not one game. That's outrageous. That's, and they've won 12 straight. That's nuts. That's it, nuts. It, it's insane. But that, and they're, they're that's just, because they're their just defense down. is just crazy. Their defense is yeah. able to just do crazy things. And, and, and like you said, with the switching, the last couple games, crunch time, like the the Raptors' second-to-last possession, when Horford switched on to DeRozan and guarded him, I thought significantly better than Jalen Brown did on, on the last play of the game. Like, Horford, Horford was doing that. That's, that's your center. And then the game before, Horford was out with concussion. 
they play Morris at center in a switch everything lineup. And he, he guards Kemba Walker, and he, he guards Kemba Walker as, as well as you can and forces him into a tough shot, which he ended up missing. So two straight games against two of the best isolation players in the Eastern Conference, and the Celtics switch their centers onto them and are able to contest. And so that's that's the type of versatility Stevens has. It's not just with the wings. It's, it's literally they can put lineups out there that can switch every single screen. And that's really tough for an offense to run good offense against. And, and I think that that's like, you can, you can demean Toronto for the gross ISO basketball they played down the stretch, but because the Celtics can switch everything, they can kind of take you out of a lot of things that you want to do. When, when teams switch, it's a lot harder to get that, that movement you can get uh, at other times. And, and you can kind of lure someone into ISO ball. Yeah. So their defense has just been unreal. There, there has been, in any kind of win streak like this, there is some luck circumstance that plays into it. Toronto is figuring themselves out. They're trying to change how they play. They're trying to share the ball more, take more threes. DeRozan is shooting more threes. And they're playing a, a different type of offense. And then at the end of the games, I think right now, when it makes sense when a team's trying to kind of change its identity – or as Dwayne Casey said, they wanted a culture change after last year's uh, exit from the playoffs. When it comes down to crunch time, they kind of revert back to what they what they normally do. So at the ends of close games, it's been DeRozan versus the world. Yeah, and- it, it was it was kind of disgusting what they did down the stretch against Boston. It was just throw DeRozan the ball and force him to have him try to create a mid range jumper. Like- right. So the circumstances good, there good are good plan, guys. But right, but like the so the circumstances there are there. There's the Toronto team that's trying to figure itself out, and without having that cohesive offense, they're they're definitely not there yet. Because of that, it became DeRozan versus the world, and the Celtics were prepared with their defense to handle that. Charlotte with no Nick Batum, there there's and and Dwight Howard, I think is. I'd say he's trash. I know he's not actual trash, but he's pretty trash at this point to me. He was he was actual trash against the Celtics. Yeah, he it just that right there that was enough to lose the game for them. And you know you've got different things I, down. I, I love how much the Celtics crowd hates Dwight Howard. Oh God, I love how much the say the Celtics crowd hates Dwight. It's, I mean, it's just too funny because he hasn't been like truly relevant in a long time. No. Like it's it's been years and years since Dwight Howard was was a true star, but the Celtics they they don't forget Dwight Howard the fans they they hate 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 Dwight Howard, it's it's really funny they always get on Dwight Howard they they will never ever forgive that guy for whatever he did I guess he's just a kind of a an unlikable player. No, it was but, it was KG saying paint your face clown before that yeah, moment. That- <laughs> Before that moment, people were like, this guy's kind of a clown. And then KG came out and said, paint your face clown. And everyone's like, yes, I that's knew all, it. All-time line, by the way. All-time oh, my line. God. Awesome. I mean, that's that's as good as trash talk gets. And yeah. as soon as that came out, then Dwight Howard was forever, forever in an instant, a clown for the rest of his career to Boston fans. So Boston fans just hate Dwight Howard. I 
do not like Dwight Howard as a basketball player. I've been I've been so anti Dwight for so long, probably earlier than I should be. There were I was anti Dwight back when he was still sort of effective, and I just I think Dwight's trash. And people <laughs> people will say he's a Hall of Famer, and and I I hear you, I hear you. I'm not trying to dispute that, but I I don't believe it. I don't in my irrational brain believe it. I know it's true. I know he is. My rational brain says he is. I know the numbers are there early in his career. But trash Dwight has existed for so long that it's completely erased all the awesome Dwight from before. So, anyway, moving on. A lot of Dwight Howard hatred. I didn't know that. Yeah. I just, oh, God. You know, he falls into a oh, sort damn of... damn it. I, I didn't mean to get you going again. No, but see, here's... My ultimate, <laughs> my ultimate, like, irrational ridiculous hatred guy is is Derek Coleman because when I was in high school I loved Derek Coleman and I even wore number 44 in high school because of Derek Coleman at Syracuse because he was you so would be you would be a Derek Coleman loving ass I I was when he was at Syracuse and then he got to the NBA and he just never lived lived up to the hype and I just grew to hate Derek Coleman so much because he could have been he could have been in the discussion of all-time great power forwards. He had that level of talent, but he wasted it. And it pissed me off and I have forever hated Derek Coleman for <laughs> wasting a a potentially Hall of Fame career. Yeah, you you got to you got to forgive my man DC. No. No. Nope, never. Never because he was Hall of Fame talent. Hall of Fame talent, man. And I'm just such a basketball fan that I just want to see the best be the best. And he was trash. Trash. <laughs> so Dwight Howard is in the Derek Coleman All-Stars for me. Guys who had a ton of talent but ended up being trash. And I hate them. All right. All right. <clears throat> no holes barred, John Corrales. Though. There you go. How's that? I like it. As opposed to our friend Tito Rozier, who's awesome and a future Hall of Famer. And and smelled too good for the media scrub last night. <laughs> that was awesome. So he just comes right out and says, I hope I don't smell too good for you guys. Sorry if I smell too good was, was what he said. That is just an <laughs> just all-time. Just an amazing line. Sorry if I smell great. too good. Oh, man. What a wild time. What a wild time to be a Celtics fan. The Counting Crows are endorsing Jalen Brown to be a senator. That came out of nowhere. That came out of nowhere. The dude from the Counting Crows. It sounded like they're they're like pretty tight. He said the first time we hung out. Yeah. Like like Jalen Brown has hung out with the Counting Crows multiple times. Multiple times. And they think he should be a senator. And he's like, yeah, sure. Why not? Why not be an awesome basketball player and a senator? I could do both. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sure. Oh man, well, this is such Twitter's, a weird. Twitter's an amazing play. This is just an amazing, crazy, wild ride on this big blue marble or flat whatever Kyrie believes it is. But hey, counting crow. I I gotta I gotta get to the bottom of that Jalen Brown counting crow. Relationship. You are our Celtics insider, Jay King. I'm counting on you and your journalistic integrity to go find this and blow the lid off the Counting Crows story. (laughs) 
That's what I'm here for. The, the Common Crow stories. Your entire career has been building up to this very moment. Mr. Brown and me. <laughs> uh, I have the worst voice probably ever. <laughs> oh, we are going to end this show right there. I want to thank everybody I'm for glad. listening. <laughs> We're going to let JK off the hook. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the show. If you are a first-time listener, God damn, bless you for this being your first show. We hope that you subscribe. You should after this. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, uh, everywhere, everywhere. Spotify, we're on Spotify. We are the top-ranked team-specific podcast, and we want to be the number one overall sports podcast. So that means you've got to rate us five stars, spread the word, leave a good rating, tell everybody to listen to us. We are the Locked On Celtics Podcast, and we're part of the Locked On Podcast Network.